Welcome to the Grace Vineyard Podcast, where we are building growing communities of worshipers who are becoming like Christ, empowered to do His work. We hope you enjoy this message. I pastor a church in uh, El Centro. You know, you are familiar with this area. Uh, I, I'm actually honored to be here and grateful for uh, knowing uh, Ron for several years. He is one of the nicest uh, guys, pastors in the vineyard. Uh, and, yeah, true, true. <coughs> yeah. And, well... I'm really impressed of all the work that you're the work that you're doing as a church in missions. I I know Steve uh, for the last I don't know couple of years maybe from the last uh, national conference, uh, and I know some of the work that you have been doing in Honduras, Honduras. Uh, but I'm impressed of all the the nations that you are. Uh, uh, supporting through the missions program. And, well, I want to, uh, first of all, I want to introduce my family. Can you put my family on the screen, please? Uh, this is my family. Uh, my son, Ruben, that is actually here with me today. He's 17. Uh, <clears throat> my wife, Vanessa, and uh, my two other children, uh, David and Ivan. Uh, we, <clears throat> we have been involved in missions for so many years, and uh, we came from Mexico, from Mexicali, from the La Viña Church over there, to plant a church in El Centro in 2009. But uh, to be honest, we didn't want, or I didn't want to come uh, to the United States uh, First, uh, when we were invited uh, to plant this church in El Centro, I said, no. Uh, there are a lot of churches in the U.S. They don't need an, another church. Uh, we were <clears throat> planning to uh, plant a church in Spain uh, where there's a greater need of churches, actually. And um, so, but, you know, Everything starts with prayer, and we prayed about that. And, well, the Lord said, uh, you, you have to go to El Centro. And so we, we went there. But uh, right after the beginning of the time, and, and this is part of a, a longer story, uh, uh, we <clears throat> got involved in missions with the Spain Partnership. Uh, so I would say that for the last 10 years, our local church in El Centro has been involved in the Spain partnership. So we have been gone to uh, Spain several times to support uh, the, the work uh, of the churches, of the vineyard churches in Spain for the last 10 years, I, I would say, maybe more than 10 years. But last year, for the first time, my, my whole family went there. So it, it, was, it was a real gift for us to be able to 
be all together in Spain. And, and that picture, it's, you know, at the door in the Barcelona Vineyard Church, which is a wonderful church, uh, very international as well. <clears throat> so we spent uh, two weeks in Spain last year doing missions and visiting several uh, partners that are out there. And, and that has been part of our heart since the very beginning of our church. Uh, and now we are in Spain. We are trying to build bridges along with other uh, churches in America uh, to build bridges to help the church in Spain. So that's, that's my family. That's our missionary kind of work that we have been doing for the last several years as local church. Uh, Actually, I want to say that that was a complete miracle to be out there with, uh, it was a group of 14 people that went uh, from our church to to Spain last year. So, said, uh, after saying that, I want to share the word uh, with you. And uh, I titled my message today, uh, The Perfect Scene. And, well, excuse me for my uh, accent, Mexican accent. Scenes, I don't know if I, I said it right, scene, perfect scene. Can you, I don't know if it's like the image, the perfect image. Yeah, scene. Because scenes feels like sin, you know, the, the wrong things done with God. So the perfect sin, that doesn't make sense. But no, it's, it's like the perfect sin, you know, the perfect image. That's the title. So I want to say something about uh, a movie. Uh, have you uh, seen this old movie, Legends of the Fall? Raise your hand if you have seen that movie. It was in the 90s. <clears throat> And when I saw that movie, I love, uh, you know, all the images that were from, I guess they were from Montana or Idaho, I don't know, from the North States in the U.S. Beautiful ranches and beautiful uh, mountains and places. And, and I remember watching that movie and saying, oh, that's the perfect place. I would love to be there. I would love to to be in that place. Well, uh, a couple of years later, <clears throat> uh, we were in Mexicali back then, uh, and I was, um, you know, part of the youth group. And um, there was a, a team of people doing short-term missions coming from Idaho. And they, they were there uh, during the, uh, you know, spring break, and uh, after they, they, they did all, all the work that they have uh, to do, uh, there, a, a group of our youth group uh, said, what if we go to Idaho? What if we go, we, we, we build a group and do short-term missions in Idaho? And we talked to our youth pastor and he was like, yes, why not? So during the summer of 1997, 
uh, that was actually my first missionary trip. We went to Idaho. So it was like a group of Mexican young people going to do missions in Idaho. I, I remember, you know, the people in Idaho were like, what? <laughs> Why are you coming here? Is this real? Mexican people coming to the U.S. to do missions? And, and we did uh, really fun stuff with rescue mission and a, a shelter place for homeless. We did a wonderful week. That was my first missionary experience. And I didn't even have the idea what the Lord had in mind for me and my life coming to the States, uh, you know, more than 10 years after that. But I want to say that in that trip, I get to know the perfect scene that I saw in those pictures, in, in that movie, Legends of the Fall. I went to Idaho and I was like, wow, God. This is so beautiful. I felt that the Lord had uh, fulfilled one of the, you know, unknown desires of my heart, of my heart. And, you know, doing missions, saying yes to the Lord, to what He wants us to do, to these crazy ideas, uh, fulfills our deepest desires in our hearts. That, that's one of the first things that I discovered as I did my first missionary trip back in 1997. So I want to show you from the book of Isaiah what could be one of these perfect scenes that it's in, in the Word of God. And I want to read Isaiah 14, uh, verse 1 to 3. And it says... But the Lord will have mercy on the descendants of Jacob. He will choose Israel as his special people once again. He will bring them back to settle once again in their own land. And people from many different nations will come and join them there and unite with the people of Israel. The nations of the world will help the people of Israel to return. And those who come to live in the Lord's land will serve them. Those who capture Israel will themselves be captured. And Israel will rule over its enemies. In that wonderful day when the Lord gives his people rest from sorrow and fear from slavery and chains. I will leave it there. It's, it's a beautiful it's a beautiful picture, but I just want to focus on these three verses. And, and what I want to say, I want to use three words to speak about this whole uh, scene. And, and the words that I'm going to be sharing about are compassion, cooperation, and consolation. Okay? Uh, first of all, everything starts with compassion. And, and it is God's compassion. It's God's mercy for the people. It's God's mercy for uh, His people that brings all the perfect sin to become a reality. 
it's His compassion. It's His compassion for you and for me that brings us to the perfect place. Which, uh, if I, I don't have time to, to get deep into this word, but... You know, if you know the history about that, uh, that Israel was uh, not in the best place with, with God. Uh, they were far away from God. And the prophet was, you know, the prophets were telling people, return to God, come back to him. But they weren't doing it. So uh, they had to go to exile, to Babylon. And, but, but the Lord is always promising uh, because of his compassion, he's always promising, you know, the, the return to the peace, to the, to the great place that he has for his people. But everything starts with compassion. Everything starts with compassion. Um, last week, uh, I know last weekend you had another guest speaker. Josh Armstrong was here, right? So I met him, actually. I didn't know that he was going to be here last week. But I met him on Monday. Uh, we went there uh, to Baja, to Primo Tapia. We went there. We, we, we were there for a couple of days, uh, seeing what the Lord is doing in that small town. And it's, it's beautiful. And, and when we were there, uh, there was a, a lady that came to... To the taco stand that we were, uh, where, where we were having lunch, and she she went asking for some money, but uh, one of the ladies that was working there had met her before, so it, it was like a divine appointment. Anyway, uh, we had some uh, food uh, there to to share with her, but. Uh, we said, can we go and visit you and see where, where you live and, and bring the food to you? And she said, yes. So we went there, and it was one of the worst conditions that I've ever seen. It was um, in a muddy place. Um, uh, it's, it was an old RV trailer, you know, very old, small. It was so, so um, dirty. It was terrible. Um, we asked them, uh, we asked her, uh, well, uh, her, her children came out of, of the camper uh, any, or the RV, uh, and there were th three children. She said, we, we, uh, there are five children. She has five children. She's a single mom. Uh, none of their children know how to read and write. Uh, and they are like 15-year-old, 11-year-old. They have no education. I mean, it was terrible. Uh, but I, I love the word that this ministry is doing out of compassion for these people because they showed, uh, you know, all the love that they could show uh, in, in that terrible place. And I, I could see how a compassionate heart from God moves toward the people where the people is 
to reach them, you know, for Jesus. I could see that with my own eyes. We, could, we, we were there. We prayed with, with her, with their children. And we offered what we all have. We offered the love of Jesus and the hope for a better um, state of living. We, we, sometimes we don't realize how good is our life until we are there. And it is all because of God's compassion. Now, what I've been doing the last few years, it's uh, by the grace of God, knowing many wonderful people that are doing what God have been called them to do. Uh, as, as Ron said, I've been uh, honored to serve our Lavinia churches here in the U.S. Uh, and I know now, you know, I, I started saying that I didn't want to come to the U.S., yeah, that's true. Uh, but I, I decided to obey God. And actually, I love this country. And one of the reasons that I didn't want to come, it's because I love sports so much that I was like, if I go to the U.S., I will be watching sports all day. <laughs> and, and that's not good for my soul. Uh, yeah. So, you know, I'm a Dodger fan. Sorry, sorry for the Padres. And, and I know that the Padres beat us, you know, last playoffs. Uh, so I love sports. Uh, so I love this country. Actually, I love this country. Anyway, uh, the Lord had for me his own plans. So I've been, in the last few years, I've been knowing people from all over this country. Uh, beautiful people that love Jesus and that are working in different places. And uh, when, I, when I see this passage, I see a lot of cooperation among the Israelites, the people of God, and people from other nations working together. And that's what I've been doing in the last, I don't know, maybe five years. I've been working with people from different nations here in the States. Because, you know... Here in the United States, we have people from all over the world. Where I'm, where I'm uh, living in El Centro, I can go to the border and see people from, for example, last year from Ukraine coming in. Or from Haiti. Or from uh, Central America. And, of course, from Mexico. You know that. So, uh, part of my job for last years uh, have been working with different people. And I want to show uh, one of the pictures uh, that uh, since the last year I've been, I've been uh, serving as the associate, Hispanic Association leader. What, what does it mean is uh, that... I am representing the Hispanic people uh, in Vineyard, in the national uh, you know, leadership, 
I'm representing the Hispanic people. And, 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 and what I like about that, doing that, is that I get to know a lot of people, a lot of Hispanic people, what, are they, what they are doing all over the United States and representing them. People that are immigrants like I, like I am, people that are second and third generation, uh, that are, have been here in the United States, have grown here, but representing all of them, it's, it's one of my you know, greatest uh, joys right now. So, but not only that, can, can you show the, the, the picture, uh, the association leaders, if you have it. Uh, I've been working and getting to know people from other associations, meaning uh, these are my one, some of my new friends now. Charles Montgomery on the right with the 49ers. No, it's not the 49ers. I think it's, it's, it's from... Ohio State University, uh, Jersey. So uh, Charles Montgomery, he's, he's our coordinator. Um, then Melanie Forsyth Lee, she's from Australia, actually. And she's uh, pastoring a church in Ohio. Uh, Gino Allison, who's in the Chicago area. Uh, and, and he's leading the Black Pastors and Leaders Association. And Dennis Lou, who is here in California, in Walnut, California. And he's leading the uh, Asian American and Pacific Islanders Association. So uh, we have had such amazing conversations about how we can, you know, be better together. And how the Lord is you know, working within the nations in the United States. You know, many nations and how we should cooperate as we work to bring the gospel. Because we all want Jesus to be proclaimed. So the, these associations are for underrepresented groups to be able to speak, to be able to to work together, to be able to be part of the vineyard movement as a whole. And, and, and we all love the vineyard. We all love the vineyard. And in this season of our movement, God is calling us from all the nations that are here in the United States to work together. And that's, that's a very important thing that we are doing. And I, I want to I share another scripture, Isaiah 56, chapter, uh, chapter 56, verses 3 to 8. Uh, and it says, Don't let foreigners who commit themselves to the Lord say, The Lord will never let me part of his people. And don't let me, oh, I don't know how to pronounce that word, eunuchs, eunuchs say, I'm a dried up tree with no children and no future. For this is what the Lord says. I will bless those eunuchs who keep my Sabbath days holy and who choose to do what pleases me and, who, who, and commit their lives to me. I will give them within the walls of my house a, memor a memorial and a name far greater than sons and daughters could give. 
For the name I give them is an everlasting one. It will never disappear. I will also bless the foreigners who commit themselves to the Lord, who serve him and love his name, who worship him and do not desecrate the Sabbath day of rest and who hold fast to my covenant. I will bring them to my holy mountain of Jerusalem and will fill them with joy in my house of prayer. I will accept their burnt offerings and sacrifices because my temple will be called a house of prayer for all nations. For the sovereign Lord who brings back the outcast of Israel says, I will bring others too besides my people Israel. Can you see the heart of the Lord for the nations? Can you see how God is for the foreign people? If you can feel God's heart, you can understand why we are doing this association's work. You can understand why the vineyard is toward the, na the nations. Not only doing missions internationally which we have done that for so many years and I'm a fruit of that actually I'm a fruit of uh, a partnership of vineyard churches in Southern California going to Mexico to do missions I'm a fruit of that but now I am here as many other people from different countries that are here and the Lord is welcoming us as his people. And we need to understand that. Because that's the perfect scene. Where we can all cooperate. To bring the gospel. For the unreached people. To bring the gospel. You know. I Now I am working uh, as a chaplain. For a, a private company. It's an agricultural company. And I, I serve. Immigrants, temporary immigrants, mostly Mexican, but uh, there are some from Guatemala. But the other day I was counting of how many Mexican states that I work with. And I'm, I'm working for more than half of the Mexican states in my hometown. I am working, uh, serving them, bringing the gospel. And, and you know, this... I work for for this company whose owner he's he's a rich man, a millionaire. I would say I don't know, maybe uh, that loves Jesus and wants to have you know wants wants to make disciples among his workers. So he hired pastors to share the gospel with his workers. That's what I'm doing. Can you, can you believe that? That's wonderful. That is so awesome. It's, it's a long story how I got that job, but it was the Lord. And it was the Lord because His heart is for the nations. His heart is for people from every tribe and tongue. To worship Jesus. I, I want to show you another picture. This is from uh, my Hispanic Association team. 
Uh, last year, we gathered for the first time as a Hispanic association. We gathered in uh, New Jersey. And it was, uh, I would say maybe that, it's hard, but maybe that was the highlight of, of the year for me. I don't know, going to Spain, that was a real highlight. Uh, but, you know, this, we, we had this conference with the Hispanic people. So imagine, can you, well, can you imagine the music that we had? Yeah. Oh, you know, Latin music, you know, these rhythms, that, that was beautiful. Can you imagine the food that we had? Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you may uh, sign up for the next conference, of course. So... Uh, there's people from Puerto Rico, Colombia, Mexico, from Venezuela. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. Uh, you know, what the Lord is doing in so many places in the U.S. with the fastest growing uh, community in the U.S. You know, we are 60 million Mm-hmm. Yes. And we are growing and we are having children. <laughs> and there's a, and right now with this government, you may know this, but with this government, a lot of people is coming in to the United States, especially from Venezuela. Uh, the Hispanics are growing. So I was excited when uh, Ron invited me to come because we have been praying for the San Diego County to have a La Viña church. He and I, and I know some other people, because there's a lot of Hispanic people here. So that was, uh, that conference was like a huge Hispanic party. I felt like it was the perfect family gathering. Why? Why the perfect? Because the, there was this wonderful love uh, to each other, and we were worshiping Jesus. You know, you can be with family, but you cannot be worshiping Jesus in some, you know, yeah, you know what I mean. Or we, we can be worshiping Jesus with the church, but, ah, well, this is not family. You know, that conference for me was like the perfect family gathering where, where we love each other and we love Jesus. So that was like kind of a taste, a little taste of heaven, which takes me to the last point. The consolation point, and I would say it became a celebration, but it's, it's a consolation for all the Israelites that were in despair when the prophet gave, shared this message. Uh, the Israelites were in despair, were far away from God. They had to go through exile. But the prophet says, in that wonderful day when the Lord gives his people rest 
from sorrow and fear, from slavery and chains. <clears throat> that is consolation. That is when the Holy Spirit brings freedom to, in our lives that we are, you know, free from all the chains that kept us slave to the sin or to the wrongdoings that we have been doing or, or to anything or to the bad habits. When the Lord comes, when the Holy Spirit comes, we can experience the greatest freedom that we can have not only here, but after, uh, <clears throat> after our lives here on earth, we know that we are going to enjoy the presence of God, the presence of Jesus. And, the, and, and, and this, you know, sorrow and fear, that would be, uh, there will be no sorrow and fear. So that's the consolation. And, and I do believe that when God shows compassion and we cooperate and we work together, when we understand the heart of God for the nations, we are truly become to this part when we can celebrate and we can get rid of everything that <clears throat> uh, enslaves us. We are free. We are really free. That's what Jesus said when, uh, when the, uh, you know, I know the word, uh, the Bible in Spanish, so I have to translate the verses in my mind. Jesús dijo, conocerán la verdad y la verdad los hará libres. Now let me translate that. Jesus said, yes, you will know the truth and the truth set you free. Thank you. Thank you. You will know the truth and the truth will set you free. This is the freedom that we can encounter when we encounter Jesus. And we will be celebrating with Him, with each other from different nations. I want to finish sharing one more scripture, which is from Revelation. Revelation 5 to 9. <clears throat> I mean, Revelation 5, 9. It says, And they sang a new song with these words, You are worthy to take the scroll and break its seals and open it. For you were slaughtered. And your blood has ransomed people for God from every tribe and language and people and nation. <clears throat> you have this beautiful cross here that reminds us the sacrifice that our Lord Jesus Christ did. And that sacrifice was to gather people from all the nations because his heart, his love is for every nation, every tribe, every language and people and nation. A month ago, I was in a room visiting these workers, these uh, 
workers that I serve as a chaplain. <clears throat> and they were from different states in Mexico. And I realized that they, they each one of them sp uh, speak a different dialect. I was so amazed. So I was in a, you know, in a room with four, four other guys. Well, they were like six, but four other languages. And I was so impressed that I asked them, could you say, please, could you say Dios te bendiga in your own dialect? God bless you. <clears throat> First of all, I wanted to know if they knew how to say God in their own um, dialect. And of course they do. They have a sense and a knowledge of God, which is wonderful. And they were, all of them, they were saying, God bless you in their own dialect. I felt like a little taste of heaven as well. When people in different language can say that. Grace Vineyard, you are doing a great, great job doing international missions. But I want to I wanna pray over you right now. And I want to ask the Holy Spirit to come and to say whatever he wants to say to you for this season. I was, I was very glad to, to see what, where you are investing right now. But I, I want to pray because I really think that everything starts with prayer. The best strategy is prayer. So can we pray now? Would you join me to pray? Could you please stand? <clears throat> Holy Spirit, come. Espíritu Santo, ven a este lugar. Speak to us. We sung that, those songs at the very beginning of our service. And Lord, they are real. What we said it's, it's real. We really want to honor you. Honor your heart for the nations.
I think that um, the Holy Spirit is calling some of you not, not just to be a disciple of Jesus, but to be a disciple who makes disciples. And I, I think there are some people here that have, have done that in the past, but they have not done it recently. And the Lord is saying, I want you to do what you know how to do, what you know to do, and it is to make disciples. Lord is make disciples. Lord is calling you to make disciples. Would you say yes to him right now? If if you are uh, one one that is uh, feeling that God is calling you. To be a disciple who makes disciples. Could you come to the front? We, I would love to pray for you. If, if there are some people that can come also to pray with them, I will be praying. But if there is people that could help me. People really want to obey, and I pray over them. Fill them with your Holy Spirit. Empower them. Empower them, Lord, to do the works. To do the works of that you can that you are the only one that can do you can heal the sick you can deliver in the name of Jesus you can deliver people but saying the word of God empower them Lord now Holy Spirit come and use these hands to serve the poor. Use these hands to feed the people in need. Lord, I I, I pray for a new season in this in these people for a new season of 
making disciples that they may surprise by the people that are willing to be discipled by them open the doors for them Lord come Holy Spirit Come, Holy Spirit. Fill them with your power and love and your presence. If you are here for the first time, or maybe you have been here for several times, but you have not given your life to Jesus, I want to invite you to do it. I want to invite you to open your heart to Jesus and to surrender to Him, to His kingship. You know, Jesus loves you. Jesus is aware of all of, our, of your needs. He knows all your life, all your fear, all your struggles. And He wants to be with you. He loves you. God loves you so much that He gave His one and only Son, Jesus, to die for you. Would you invite Him to come into your life and make everything new? You can, you can have a new life, actually. Real, new life. When you surrender your life to Jesus. Would you do that? I will make a prayer if you if you are new or you are if you want to give your life to Jesus say say this say Lord Jesus I I come before you knowing that I have done a lot of wrong things but I want to ask you forgiveness. I know that you died in the cross. And I believe that you resurrected. I know that you are alive. Because I can feel it. I can feel you right now. I want to open my heart to you. And surrender my life to you. Today. January 29th. 2023. I give my life to you Jesus. Amen.
We hope you've enjoyed this message. This weekly podcast is available on our website, gracevcf.org, where you can learn more about Grace Vineyard and our vision for people everywhere to know and worship God.